0: Dan Bongino. Welcome to the Bongino Brief. I'm Dan Bongino. The Democrats are eating the country alive. They've been warned. Everything they're doing, they're doing intentionally. We have to stop pussyfooting around. We got to be nice to Democrats. You be nice to Democrats. I'm not interested. Maybe this isn't the right show if you want to be. I'm tired of this. They are incentivizing people not to work. They are getting ready to pay people a ridiculous amount of money to not work. There is dignity in work. I'm going to do this show till the cows come home because if we as Republicans can't get our heads out of our collective asses and start getting this messaging right that it is not compassionate to separate people from the dignity of work and creation then the Republican Party's done and I don't want any part of it. We are not conserving anything if we cannot get the messaging right that there is dignity and value in work and it is evil. Listen to me evil to separate people from the dignity of a job it is evil you know we love thomas sol thomas sol is one of the legendary thinkers of our time of any time for that matter here was thomas sol decades ago warning about the dangers of welfare welfare government taxpayer payments paid to people to not do anything here he was this is a two part video what the, the, the clips are short don't worry Here's the first part where he talks about how there is not a place in the cosmos on planet Earth, on any other potential planet or any other universe where paying people not to work has led to a more prosperous nation. It doesn't exist anywhere. There are no examples of this. This was him decades ago. Check this out.
1: There are other people who sincerely believe that if they will hand out things here and there, that this will in fact benefit people. Again, looking at... Uh, Your point is it doesn't. It doesn't. I, I, haven't been able to find, I haven't been able to find a single country in the world where the policies that are being advocated for blacks in the United States have lifted any people out of poverty. I've seen many examples around the world of people who began in poverty and ended in affluence. Not one of them has followed any pattern at all like what is being advocated for blacks in the United States. Uh, Many groups have remained in poverty for a very long time trying to follow those patterns.
0: There are no, this was him decades ago, the king, the monarch of sanity, Thomas Sowell. There are no examples anywhere on planet Earth of government welfare programs producing generational prosperity. There are none. There are none. There are, however, legions of examples of free market capitalism, entrepreneurialism, and working, going to work. Remember the motto with the Dan Bongino show from this point forward, given this new president we have who wants to be the next FDR. The new motto is get your ass to work. We're working, you work. That's the new motto. Yeah, that's harsh. Too bad. I don't care. It is better for you. It is better for us. It is better for your kids. It is better for everyone. There are no examples of countries engaged in mass welfare payments for people not working that have led to any kind of generational prosperity. None. And to the people out there working, which is 99% of my audience, a sincere, heartfelt, can't reach my chest because my elbows don't work, thank you for setting an example for your kids, for us, for feeding us, for trucking the goods to our stores, for policing our communities, for being freedom fighters overseas in our military, doctors for healing us, nurses for healing us, Janitors, plumbers for keeping the world a a, a sanitation-laden place where we don't have to worry about disease all the time. Thank you all to the architects for building safe buildings. This world is the way it is, and this country is great because of you, and you built it. And to the people who refuse, refuse to do that, while these other truckers and architects and pilots and doctors are healing and feeding and giving you drink, And giving you entertainment. Even people out, listen, Hollywood's not all full of leftists. There are gaffers out there, lighting people, all sound specialists. They're not all liberals. They work for a living too. Thank you. Here's the second part of that Thomas Sowell video. Again, why did I play? There are thousands of Thomas Sowell videos on Thomas Sowell speaking about welfare. Which is what we're talking about now. Why did I pick these older ones? Because, folks, the things he talked about decades ago are still true now. Here's the second part of that interview. He's uh, talking with William Buckley. He predicts policies. He says, listen, these three things are keeping minorities, specifically the black community, poor. He mentions three things. I want you to listen to this minimum wage, poor schooling, and welfare.
1: Check this out. Well, is it your, is, do I understand you to say that the government has exacerbated the plight of these poor blacks? Yes. How? A number of ways. One, they've made it difficult to get jobs, to get started in the job market. Minimum wage law would be one of those things, but only one. Uh, the terrible schooling would be uh, a major factor, that if you're going to turn out kids who are 40% uh, are functionally illiterate upon graduation from high school, then you're going to have very serious problems in the job market. And the government is responsible for that? The government so runs the, the schools. schools. yes. Mm-hmm. State and lo- state as well as federal. Uh, they're doing many things to make it much tougher for the person at the bottom to get started. Uh, and they're also making it uh, less necessary to get started by having various subsidy programs, food stamps, welfare, and so on, which uh, uh, reduce the difference between working and not working. So that the, the general tendency of what they're doing is to make it harder to rise. But of course, if you're lucky enough to have started to rise before these programs began, then you're in great shape. He just lays it out. You want to create
0: generational poverty? First, let's up the minimum wage so that workers with few skills, very few skills, can't get a job at the entry level and learn those skills. That's what you do. When you make the minimum wage $15 an hour and people don't have the requisite skills to produce $15 an hour in value, what happens, geniuses on the left? Anyone? Anyone? You don't get hired. So you have people out there, good people, hardworking people, younger maybe, haven't finished their schooling yet, have never had a job. They show up and they say, hey, I'd I'd like to work in your steel factory. Do you have any steel skills? No. Well, we could teach you, but it would cost us $15 an hour. Well, that person doesn't have the skills that will produce $15 an hour in value. So what do they do? They go and find someone else. So that person then never gets a job and never obtains those skills. Hard skills and soft skills showing up on time. Showing up, you know, not looking like a slob, learning how to interview, learning how to interact with people in the workplace. You want to create poverty? Tell people with no skills they can't get a job because they can't meet the minimum wage requirement. There is no more destructive employment policy nationally induced potentially with this new fight for 15 that will cause more poverty among low skill workers than raising the minimum wage. Dan, yeah, that can't possibly be. You're raising their wage. No, you're not raising their wage. The minimum wage, the real minimum wage, is zero. If you don't have a job because you can't produce $15 an hour in value, your minimum wage is zero. So, what's part two? Once you keep low skilled workers from ever getting a job and keep them poor for the rest of your life, make sure that their schooling really sucks. So that they can't produce the educational requirements and skills to get a job that would require education and schooling. How do you do that? With crap public schools. Oh, we produce a lot of, one thing we produce a lot of in the United States is crap public schools. The verdict is in, yes. We, our productivity is internationally, intergalactically recognized, our high productivity in producing crap public schools. Our output of crap public schools is off the charts. You have the crap public school scales, the United States at the top. Like, man, they are really good. Their productivity is amazing. They're producing a ton of crap public schools. How do they do that? Well, you have educational bureaucracies, liberal lunatics, critical race theory people, and some... Some teachers and teachers unions, some that just don't care. Thankfully, some do. So keep them from getting a job with minimum wage requirements. Then make sure they have no education and no skills whatsoever. So then when they go for a job with no skills and no education, they can't get it. So now you're really guaranteeing generational poverty. But what's step three? What step is it? there's, There's three legs on the stool. What is step three of the generational poverty equation? What is it? Well, Thomas Sowell told us, if you were listening, you paid attention, you already know. Let's make sure we have a generous welfare system. So whether you work or not, it's irrelevant. You get a job, you'll get paid twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 a year with your low schools because you, you're, uh, with your, uh, with your low skill set because of the terrible schooling has been forced upon you. It's not your fault, by the way. You didn't invent the public school system. It's not, listen, not getting a job is your fault. But the fact that if you grew up in a, a low income area, in, a, in in one of America's big cities. You probably went to a crap public school. It's not your fault. It is your fault for accepting it, though. Don't accept it. Don't accept it. You're not doomed to poverty forever. But you are doomed for poverty if you accept the government welfare payments for the rest of your life in lieu of working. You are doomed, and so are your kids. Don't buy into this victim stuff. There's dignity in work. The Dan Bongino Show. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to The Dan Bongino Show wherever you get your podcasts.